Welcome to Daily Daf Differently, a Jcast Network podcast in collaboration with the Conservative Yeshiva in Jerusalem. This daily podcast invites you to join us to study the Daily Talmud page with a variety of liberal rabbis and teachers. For more information about the Conservative Yeshiva, please visit conservativeyeshiva.org. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. Welcome to Daf Differently. My name is Sarah Shulman in Los Angeles, and today we'll be studying Moed Katan 7, Daf 7. In the last couple Dapim, we've been looking at what we're allowed to do vis-a-vis watering and taking care of plants on the festival week, on Chol Moed. Today we're going to be continuing to be looking at what we can do on Chol Moed, but we're switching gears from plants and animals and looking instead at human beings. Uh, on, on 7a, we begin with a Mishnah that says, in the words of Rabbi Meir, that an, an inspection, like the initial inspection of leprous symptoms, may be made, and we're talking about during Kol Moed, in order for the priest to make a lenient pronouncement on these findings, but not to make a severe pronouncement. So we have a distinction in making this inspection of someone that has leprosy in order to pronounce it, but we're to have a distinction between a severe pronouncement and a lenient pronouncement. And then we have a different opinion. The Chachamim say, the sages say, that it can, be, it can be made neither for a lenient nor for a severe pronouncement. So we have an issue dealing with human to human now of what we can do on Chol Moed when it's appropriate and what we're talking about here. The Gemara points out a few interesting paradigms that are worth noting um, in, in this. First of all, we really bring up here about what, whether we're talking about this initial inspection and pronouncement or the second one. And we decide that actually we're talking about the second time, the second case, um, the second observational detention. And that if it's left to the discretion of the priest, the Gemara says, so if the patient is found clean, he, just, he, the priest, declares him clean, and when he's found unclean, he is silent. Whereas others say that um, Rabbi, Rabbi Yossi says that actually he should be pronounced whether he's clean or unclean. So we have a debate about, on the second observation, whether or not the priest should make announcement. I think there's a real lesson here about not only the power of words, which you often think about in this season heading into high holidays when we beat our chests and think about the power of words, but also here the power of not saying anything. That when is it appropriate to hold your tongue, even when you know that there's a pronouncement here, when do we point out to our friends and family members something that is wrong with them, something that we notice Perhaps it's a symptom of an illness. Perhaps it's even something on their face that's undesirable. When do we point those things out? And when do we hold our tongue? And to what extent does, it, does the spirit of the festival week 
or the time period in which we're in affect those decisions. A second paradigm that's very interesting here is about a preference for community versus a preference for a specific person. And this is in the context of Holomoled. In the same section of Gemara, we get that the, an explanation for the two variant Tanaitic interpretations that the opinion of the patient prefers the company of the general community, the sort of world at large during Cholomoed, while the other holds that he prefers to retain his wife's company. When we think about this, it's interesting to ask ourselves also this question. When we're in a situation where we're feeling vulnerable or sick or maybe judged, which do we prefer? Do we prefer to seek refuge in a community or do we prefer to just seek refuge into with one specific person and who might that be? Interestingly, this part of Gemara actually continues to question, as you might expect, wait a minute. Is that to say that we say in Leviticus that one must be separated from seven days from his tent? That's not to say that he must be separated from his wife. And the Gemara actually makes a distinction between Ohel and Ishto, one's tent and one's wife. Oftentimes in Hebrew um, and in Aramaic, when we're in the Talmud, we actually, the words for house, like bayit or Ohel tent, are often synonymous with, with one's wife. But here we're actually making a distinction between, we're looking at, is there a, asking ourselves, is there a difference between Ohel and Ishto? And the Gemara concludes that actually, when, when Leviticus, when it says in the Torah, Ohelechem, they're tense, they're actually also talking about the relationships and their wives. But the fact that it's asking the question, is there a distinction, is important that to understand that those two things could potentially be different. It's also worth asking the question ourselves about what is home? Is home where the heart is with our loved ones? Or is home a physical place? Is there a distinction at all between those two? It's also quite interestingly that here we're talking about Ohel as being one's partner as opposed to bite. Ohel being a more temporary place, a tent, something that's in transition like of the wilderness versus a bite, a, a fixed a fixed location. We can think about the relationships in our lives as well, about what are the relationships in our lives that are more like an Ohel or that we wish were more of a temporary relationship and which are those are more fixed that are ones that don't just serve us in times of transition or temporariness, but that are long-standing, deeply rooted with strong foundations, the the bite, the the bait team in our lives. So there's a lot of food for thought here as we consider what the priest should do and the patient, one who is in a state of illness, as amidst the festival week, and when we should speak up, when we should be silent, when and where we should seek refuge in relationships and in places, and how does that connect to our lives. I hope this has been fruitful learning and that you have a great day. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Daily Daf Differently, and that you'll join us again tomorrow for a new page.
The music at the open and close of this episode is Ufros from the Epic Horus album One Bead, available on Bandcamp, iTunes, and Spotify.